Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So is this enough? We talked last week and we said they needed two defensemen. Kevin obviously listened to the show goes and gets two right-hand defensemen. Um, I mean, I'm happy he got them if that's all that he could have done. But is is this enough? Jost is back. Eric Johnson, Connor Clifton. I think that the decor, um, I, I like what he did. I like there's certainly going to be an upgrade with Connor Clifton in the lineup. I think Eric Johnson will be an upgrade over that's two defensemen right there that you're adding into a, a um, Samuelson Darlene power. Okay. And then it's just, you're, you're, you're trying to round out your team and, and, and what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what their thought is. I don't know who's going to play with Darlene. Who's going to play with power? Like, are, are we saying, are we for sure saying that Darlene's going to play on the right side next year with the amount of defensemen that you have now, right-handed defensemen? So I think things will play out in training camp. He's got to have something up his sleeve. You have a premium of young prospects. You have a premium of right-hand shot defensemen. And one of them can go like, so basically you have Henry Yoki Haru, and one of those prospects gets you something. I don't know. Um, listen, I, don't I mean, know what. Quinn, the Quinn injury hurts this team. It really does. Uh, it's very, very unfortunate. When you look at, when you look at the lines right now, when you look at Jeff Skinner, Thompson and Tuck. It's a bona fide number one line that produces every single night last year. They are playing against the best players, the best defenders, the top line on the other teams every single night. And they continued to produce points. Then you have D- Dylan Cousins, who had an incredible year 31 goals, 32 goals. I can't remember which. Um, JJ Paterka that I believe in his second year is going to continue to improve his play and elevate his play. And I think he'll produce even more points than last year. Then you're like, man, that would have been a great line. Quinn, who's ready for an explosion year himself, understands the 
the, the league a little bit more. You're looking, but who's playing on that line? Can I ask you something else more concerning to me than who's going to play on that line is this kid's health. I, I don't want to start having this shit creep in, but I mean, he's young and he's had two surgeries at the end of two seasons. He had the abdominal surgery, if I'm not mistaken, at the end of that season that he played in Rochester as an 18-year-old. And then he had surgery this year on an Achilles. Yep. So that's pretty young to have these surgeries. I mean, you know, do you ever fully recover from an Achilles? I don't I don't know. Science these days are incredible. Look at Jack Eichel's no, neck. You have a surgery, you're not that's- the same. You're never going to be 100%. Now you might be a hundred percent of, of 90, but you're never going to be a hundred percent of a hundred percent. Do you understand when you have a surgery and they're cutting through muscle and they're moving things around and they're doing the surgery. I don't care the technology that we have today. If you have a surgery that is repaired in any capacity, you will never ever Go back to 100% of what you were. And these things, I don't think it's concern. I don't think that they, the team, um, sounded concerned. I think that, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be repaired, which it was the other day. It's going to be four to six months. I would think that if these, if, if this team tr- if like, if truly smart, cared about if this. If they're smart. They keep him out six months. I know that's where Absolutely. you're going. Absolutely, That's exactly like, where I was and, going. And I don't it. care how healthy he is. I don't care if he's flying around, shooting absolute missiles. And just missile. yep. Don't play him. He's 20. What is he? 20? 22. 22, I think. He's 22 already? Yeah. No. No way. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I think he's 22. Because uh, Yoki, oh. uh, he was 21 last year turned 22 this year he's the same age as cousins and paterka is a year younger than both those two guys um he'll be 22 september 19th i knew he was a late birthday i would certainly hope okay i would certainly hope that they and i know they're gonna treat him they're gonna treat him differently than a guy who's 29 the guy who's 29 you know he's a used bag of pucks just get out there if you don't, if you don't cut it, we'll just replace you. But this is a kid that um, has tendencies to be a star hockey player. Um, they're going to give him some time to heal. I think they're going to do it properly. They're going to give him that extended time. They say it's a four to six month injury. Yeah, he's probably, I, I he's that. a young that's, kid. That's great. And he's going to hold on and he's going to shred it. And he's going to look awesome by uh, the fourth month. So I going back to the whole thing. You know, you have your top line. Then your somewhat second line with Cousins Paterka and and Quinn. You you no longer have Quinn. So who's going to play there? That's my first question. Who's going to play on your third line? It's my next question. And then I have one more question. Well, just ask it so then I can talk. You know, if like let's just say hypothetically you have middle uh you have Olson who now is in a situation that you know you don't need to trade him anymore because you need him right he'll play with Paterka and Cousins 
Your third line, Middlestat, Krebs, and Greenway. I guess my last question is this. Is that a winning lineup that's going to get you in the playoffs? Um, Great answer. Yeah, this is a real answer. Yeah, this is a real answer. So that's the answer you know is why? hell no. Well, ask me, ask me why my answer is that way. Because they were one point out last year. One point. That was last year. I know it was last year. And Everybody thinks that, oh, they're one point out and they're going to get better. And now all of a sudden, you know, we're going to be making the playoffs. No, things change. You don't think that other teams got better? You don't think that other teams got better? What about Ottawa? Well, what Pittsburgh. About Detroit? What about Pittsburgh? There are teams that got better, all right, in the East. No, it's not. I think it's a solid roster of of potential and talent, but I don't think it's a it's a, a complete team yet. And that's not an indictment on the camaraderie and bond that's going on in that locker room. Everyone loves each other. We all were best friends. It's great, but collectively, as when it comes down to style of players and the way teams are built, and you look at the teams that were in the finals. No, not at all. If you took the Florida Panthers, who were the eighth seed that got into the Buffaloes, got in over the Buffalo Sabres by one point, was that the team, the Florida Panthers? Yep. And put them in a seven-game series. And Florida had a great finish to the season. Put them in a seven-game series. In fact, they beat the Sabres on a night where the Sabres needed to win. The Sabres were playing the most desperate hockey they needed to, and they didn't show up that night, if I recall. The offense didn't show up. My point is, Florida would have killed them in a, in a seven-game series. Five games, it's over. It, it's, Florida's going to be it's back be next interesting. year. They have That's nine putting, defensemen right now. Samuelson... Dolly and Power are, are are the big three. They're the given three. And I love the I love the Clifton move. The Johnson move. But where does Yoki Haru fit into this? Where does Labushkin fit into this? You have Stillman. You have Bryson. Like where I it, it's well, Johnson still, and Clifton are making between them. Johnson's making three. Yeah, which is is not a ton of money, man. No, but they're playing. You're not bringing him here to be number seven. Well, Labushkin's making 2.75, and Yoki Haru's making 2.5, who who wants to have a really good season because he needs to sign a contract. Well, that's why I asked you. You don't think he wants to get moved now? You You don't think maybe they're trying to put him in a position to ask for a trade? Like Carlson's asking for a trade now. My point is not that not that uh, Yoki Haru and Carlson are the same thing, but the, he wants to be. He'll want to be traded. He'll want to go somewhere to a team that's going to use him properly, so he can maximize his earning potential. He's out. He is out here. And who does that? We, and here? does that? Who we, is out here? Yoki Haru. 
Well, what if they look at Yoki Haru as a guy that can play with Darlene on the right hand gonna, side? Are you going to put him on the right wing uh, with uh, Cousins and Paterka? Answer this for me. What? What if the Sabers value him and they play him with Darlene, which he's played with before? That, that why would you split also, that up? Why would you split up Darlene and Samuel? Because now you have three right, right you have three right-handed shots and three left-handed shots. This? Why are you doing this? Darlene's been great on that side. He was drafted on that side first overall. He was drafted on by playing his offside. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to change that? He just had the best season of his fucking career. You're gonna now you're gonna throw him with with uh, Yoki Haru. What are you just making up arguments here? Honestly, are you just making up arguments? Because that's like as you would say, that's like one of the dumbest things you brought up, and I'm saying that to you. You're gonna change Samuelson and Darlene. All right. Err. Show's over. Okay. I'm just, I'm giving you a, a hypothetical on things that they could do. And I don't, I think, I don't think it, it matters right now who Darlene, Darlene plays with. I think Darlene, when he did play with Yoki Haru, played very well. Okay. Darlene right now is in a league of his own. He just needs a strong partner. I think Owen Power can play right now with Connor Clifton which now you have another righty-lefty pairing that's going to play a lot of freaking minutes. Then your last pairing, you're going to have Johnson, you're going to have Samuelson. It's just a thought. I'm not saying that they're going to do that. It's just right, a thought. They were thought. one point out, and Darlene was seventh in Norris voting. And everyone said that the lineup was better when Samuelson was in it, and he was playing with Darlene. This theory makes no sense. No, 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 no. The, the the thought was when Samuelson's in the lineup, the team was better. It didn't. They didn't say that Darlene has to play with Samuelson. Darlene was a was a guy. That he, I am. I'm saying that they he has okay, to. Well, listen. I mean, I'm just giving. So, you, I don't really care what they do. I mean, they're going to sure figure this out. Of course and they you know, do. Yes, you do. Don't I like don't the righty care. lefty? I like righty lefties. It's the way you handle pucks off the boards. It's the way you uh, receive pucks uh, from your partner in your zone, all this kind of stuff. It's a lot easier to play on your strong side. But there are defensemen like Rasmus Dahlin that are more accustomed to playing on their offside, which maybe they like even better. So um, I'm just giving you a hypothetical because if you were to have Yoki Haru, Clifton, and Johnson as your right-handed defensemen, I'm just saying Labushkin is out. So it's just, they're in a good position for the first time in, in a long time when we're talking about their defense. This is the best nine defense that they've ever had. Now they're going to make decisions. They do not want to have one of those defensemen is going to be gone. One of them is going to be gone. The problem is, only six can play and they have seven right now that are absolutely players that will not be happy with going in and out of the lineup. Yoki Haru is going to lose his shit. Uh, Labushin's going to lose his shit. You think Johnson and Kyle Clifton or Connor Clifton uh, came to the Buffalo Sabres to be in and out of the lineup. I know you need depth. I know you need depth to be successful, but you also need, um, 
you also need to identify your top six that are that are no brainers. Standing pat on the goaltenders. Hundred percent. It's kind of like what what are you, you and I three. Did. What three? Comrie, UPL, Levi, in no particular order. That'd be my order. Listen, I haven't heard fucking Comrie's name in like nine months. Okay. Well, so this is gonna be a a what do you uh, mean? What do you mean by that? Means I don't hear his name being spoken of. Kevin Adams in his press conference talked about having UPL over to his house to have dinner. They sat down and they watched some playoff hockey and just talked. Spoke about how he is confident in UPL and his abilities. I All think right, Levi and UPL it is. And I said, did I, I not say the other day on, on, on Friday? We said this for fucking three weeks. We went on a, a Connor Hellebuck tear. Okay. And I still believe I would go after Connor Hellebuck. And then all of a sudden I read an article. I read an article that his agent said that he's looking for the same contract as Vasilevsky, which is nine and a half million bucks a year. And I went next to Connor Hellebuck coming to Buffalo. But I will tell you this. I was in on the Connor Hellebuck. I would trade him, trade for him for sure. But when he spoke of wanting nine and a half million, that completely went out the window because I will say this. And I said this before, and you've said this, and we've actually agreed on this. That for an example, like you have UPL, everybody wants to be patient with Paterka. They want to be patient with Casey Middlestad all those years and be patient with Tage Thompson when he was younger. And they want to be patient with Quinn and Power and Darlene and all these players. They want to be patient with all of these players, but we're not going to be patient with a 24-year-old goaltender that just played his first year in the NHL? You don't want to be patient on that guy, but we're going to be patient on everybody else. UPL, I think, is a good goaltender. I think he's learning. I think he's getting better. And I think he's going to be way different three years from now. Three years from now, when he's 26, 27, he is going to be a hell of a goaltender because he's going to be a veteran player that is Learn the league, learn the shooters. I have no problem next year going with UPL and Devin Levi. Now, my concern with all of that was you need to make the defense core better, which I think Kevin Adams has gone out and he's done. He's made it better. But me... I'm more concerned about the forward line. Yeah, you keep I'm more concerned this. about the forward line. That's where I that's what I'm saying to you. This overload on defense is is and prospects is all about getting a couple forwards. It has to be. Victor Olison's got to be involved in there. I'm not going to say you need to move Casey Middlestad, but if you are making a move with a team like Winnipeg that'll give you Adam Lowry for Casey Middlestad, you do it in a heartbeat. Um there are that would be the piece I wouldn't move unless you're going to build around Casey. That's the only other way about it. So it comes down to that for me on forward. It's pretty easy. 
you have to do something. You have to go and make some changes. You have to find a couple pieces. You got to move a couple pieces out, bring a couple pieces in. I, I agree with everything that you just said. I will say this, that when I, when I, when I hear about a Jack Quinn that goes down with an injury, which I feel this team was going to be relying on a lot more. Now you're in a situation that you you're, you have a big hole and the hole can be filled with Victor Olofsson. My feeling is we're going to be in the same position again this year with a player that is just not the type of player that this team needs I to be successful was, and make the playoffs. I don't know if Toffoli was even an option, but that should have been an option. You know who, you know who like, for me, like Jack is Quinn very, gets hurt and you insert him with Tyler Toffoli. Insane. Oh, but Jack I'm looking, Quinn comes I'm back. looking Jack for Quinn more long term. Jack Quinn comes back now to Foley's playing with Middlestead. What do you mean long-term? He would have got here and he would have loved it. And you okay. know that I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a defense, uh, a forward. You tell me whether you would take him over to Foley or not. I think he is. Um, I think he is on the market. Give me his name. Just give me his name. Travis Konechny. Philadelphia Flyers are literally starting from scratch. They're going to, they've already got rid of uh, Povaroff. They've got rid of uh, Kevin Hayes, their top guy. Their other top guy in uh, Couturier has, hasn't played in two years. Like this, this is a team that is restocking the cupboard. They're starting over. They're getting rid of their players. Mark my words, Philadelphia Flyers are probably going to be picking first overall next year. Because Danny, Danny Briere is no idiot. He knows that you have to win through the draft. They have Cutter Goche, who they picked, what, fifth, fifth overall last year? Who's an absolute monster, by the way. Haven't heard, haven't heard his name very much, but Cutter Goche was their first round draft pick in 2022. This year, they pick an absolute monster. Best pick of the draft, without question, besides Connor Bedard going first overall. Mitch Koff is the gem. To get him at seventh overall is disgusting, okay? Danny Briere is laughing his head off. That being said, I think, do you not think that Danny Briere would love okay. a top four puck-moving defenseman like Yoki Haru? He's 24 years old. He hasn't even come into his the the top part of his game yet. All right, yeah, all right. Anyone else? I'm just that's great. It's a great option. I don't want to sit here and beat that that horse because it's not necessarily even a possibility. Tyler Toffoli was being moved. Tyler Toffoli wasn't being moved for anything that was extravagant. Yeah. The Sabres in the league have by far someone posted. The other day on social media, I got to find it. Um, Someone posted Sabres players under 26. And it was, here it is here. Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dahlin, Dylan Cousins, Casey Middlestad, Jack Quinn, JJ Paterka, Matias Samuelson, Owen Power, Henry Yokiharu, Devin Levi, Noah Oslund, Yuri Kulich, Matt Savoy, Zach Benson. 
Those are all the Sabres players under the age of 26. Can you name me a prospect pool in the league that comes close to the Sabres right now? It's exactly where I was going with this. There is no trade the Sabres can't make. Like if they wanted to, if they wanted to go and acquire a monster piece like Jack Eichel, they have more than enough. You have or four first-round centermen. You have a first-round defenseman in Yoki Haru. You want to throw Lebushkin on the market. That's fine. You've got other players in your lineup that are tradable assets, like potentially a Casey Middlestat, a 30-goal scorer in Victor Olofsson. You have a second-round goaltender who actually played some big games for this team late in the season in Eric Comrie, who I would be keeping, by the way. But my point is, is that there's no trade that is too big for the Buffalo Sabres to make. If they wanted to go a four-for-one deal, the Sabres could do it. It all depends on what you really want to do this year. Do you want to make the playoffs this year? Or is it another year of buying time and let's just all kind of slow this thing down, give all these young players one more year to develop, one more year to stockpile everything, one more year of job security, and then we go and we really make a push. Kevin talks about sustainable, um, you know, sustainable play for years and years to come. I don't think that he wants to be giving up four pieces to get one piece because then you're putting your ed- eggs to. in a I big- said he could is what I'm saying, which means it speaks to the currency that they have to go and make a deal for a third line winger. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. To not I just have think to we have players in our lineup right now that are that are desirable. Yoki Haru is a right-handed him. shot defenseman. Said, Riff, I've already said all this. Well, what about Tyson Jost? You know, Victor Olsson scored, scored 27 goals last year. Roost. Riff's what? He said roost. Oh, roost. Yeah. It's very, very hard to make these trades because if you're going to move a younger player, okay, player that's not in the, the lineup currently, everybody wants Coolidge. Everybody's going to want Massavoy. No one wants uh, to start a negotiation saying, hey, we'll give you this, uh, Victor Olsson, and we'll also give you Rosen. Or you Rosen. are the originator of the uh, Buffalo Media dry erase board doing all the lines you're the originator of it so but you see people putting out future saber lines for like 2026 20, 27 they got fucking third round picks on there they got like all these fucking i'm just like you what are you doing the people cool. that are putting savoy. into the lineup in savoy to start the season Fuck, yeah you are on crack man like just stop <laughs> just stop like you know who you are too, but oh, and I'm not naming names, but Just give your head a friggin' bait. shake. I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a fucking lineup every day. See how creative I can get to show my hockey knowledge as a GM. Fuck off. We're sitting there, the youngest goddamn team in the league. The youngest team in the league. And you want to bring Yari Kulich, <laughs> who's 19 years old, into the lineup. You want to yeah. bring Matt Savoy into the lineup. Does that make sense? Are those kids even ready? 
How many points did Yari Kulich have here? Do you do you know? This year in Raj? Yeah. Look him up, please. Uh, he had pretty sure he had like 27 goals, maybe 50 something, 50, 50, 50 points, 50, 50 for sure. Yeah, he was like 50 some points. Oh, uh, fuck. 60. 24 goals, 46 points, 62 games. <laughs> Fucking nowhere near like ready for the NHL. He was 18 years old, people. Yari Kulich last year was 18 years old. If I see one more person, right? Yari Kulich should be in the lineup. I'm coming down on you. We're going to have a, we're going to have a Twitter war. Yeah, but okay? Craig, Craig, do it. but he do had, it. but he had nine points in seven world junior games this year. Excellent. Come on. Excellent. He's ready for the big time. He's going to be 19 regularly. years old this year. He needs to play in the minors. He needs to be the top guy in the minors. He needs to be the top guy in the team. He needs to evolve and play bigger minutes, more meaningful minutes. He needs, at the age of 19, he's going to go to a man's league. This is he's the... going to be put in a situation that he's going to have pressure to produce, which he didn't have pressure to produce last year. Last year, he was an 18-year-old little kid that just walked around. They 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 put the, the suit hey, in I'm his having a great just, year. I'm 18. Yeah. Now there's going to start to be pressure put on him. Now he has and to lead the team in scoring change. down there. Now he has to lead the team in scoring. That's what Jack Quinn had to do to get himself. And guess what? NHL, guess what? You NHL. think Rosen? You think Rosen's going to come and in next year and be like, hey, Yari, I, I really want you to be the best player in the team. Fuck no. He's the first rounder, too. He wants to be the best. Yeah, they're running out of and spots up here. It's it's uh, listen, people need to stop. And I repeat this. They need to stop putting these young kids in the line. You already have. Paterka, Quinn, Cousins, Krebs. You already have four guys in the forward line that are all super young. And that's without uh, uh, Quinn. I mean, just stop. You remember the Pittsburgh Penguins? The Pittsburgh Penguins would always be bringing these younger, um, you know, 20 year old hockey players into their lineup and immediately once they reached the Pittsburgh lineup, they exploded. That's because they gave, they never rushed a player. They never rushed a player in that organization. They didn't have to rush a player. They let them become strong, even stars in the minors, but had mental maturity and physical maturity and then when they reached the NHL they didn't have a grace period they just exploded because they were ready i do not i do not want to hear another person tell me that matt savoy who struggled at the start of the year in the western hockey league we're talking about kids that are 16 17 18 Matt Savoy struggled at the start of the year in the Western Hockey League. We're going we're gonna to put him this year in the, in the NHL? Oh, you can play him nine games. No, no, we don't want to play him nine games. Let him mature. Let him earn his opportunity. Yari Kulich is the same thing. Yari Kulich had an insane, insanely good season in the minors at age 18. Allow him to go there 
and marinate, give them a little opportunity, maybe this year in a call up. And that's how you want to do it. There's no need to have him penciled into the lineup. We do not need another young player. That's all I'm saying. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word. Thank <laughs> you.